I feel like to truly decolonize, we would have to give up all of the things that make our lives super convenient. But we also have to understand that every human being just deserves to be loved and they deserve to be seen. Families that are teaching their children their language and their traditions, that's decolonizing. Parents that are are gentle parenting their children and including them and teaching them instead of telling them and yelling at them, that's decolonizing. Sharing space with people and sharing our story and sharing love and sharing our healing through art through and expression, that's decolonizing. On this episode of Burn the Wagon, my guest Liz Rivera comes on to speak about her journey through sobriety, the importance in reconnecting to her culture, and creating Ninth, the native magazine dedicated to amplifying native tattoo artists. We'll just do the prayer real quick, and then we'll, I'll let you give yourself an intro. So I just want to send love to anybody that's suffering from mental health issues. I want to send love to anybody that's suffering from domestic violence issues. I want to send love to anybody, any of our ancestors that have passed on to the spirit realm. I want to send love to our relatives all over in Palestine. Uh, I want to send love to all of you here that are here joining us, listening either today at the live or later on. I want to, lastly, I want to send love to our precious Mother Earth which I am on Pomo land here on the reservation in Manchester, Point Arena. Um, if you guys want to drop in the comments where you are at, that'd be amazing. So yeah, I just want to go ahead and let yourself give yourself an intro and let people know where you're from, who you are, and we'll go from there. Okay, my name is Liz Rivera. I'm a member of Bear River Band of Ronaville Rancheria in uh, Northern California. Um, I'm the owner and CEO of Nink Magazine. It's the first um, indigenous tattoo and art magazine. Um, we're promoting healing through art and expression. Started uh, in 2013. And so we put out about 10 issues now, very spread apart, doing it in my spare time. You know, lots of people donating their time and their effort, their talents, um, you know, just to help promote it and help it to come to life, you know. So now trying to bring it back, get more people involved, um, showcase more artists, more um, stories, you know, more cultural things. Just trying to help people uh, see the beauty that they have, you know, the talents that they have, the gifts that they have. It's so healing for people to have something like in paper in print that you're showing your family, you know, look, my, my work is in this magazine. You can order it. You can bring it home. You can sign it and send it to your own people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just something about that, that is, it means so much for people, you know, and to be able to give that it's awesome. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really cool. And you already asked, you already have somebody asking where to get one in the, in the comments. Um, our next issue is coming out January of 2024. Um, I'm working, we're working on that now. I have a couple of people on my team that are 
um, really putting forth the effort to make sure that this comes back to life. Um, so I'll be posting links. Uh, it's a print on demand. So you would go to the link, order the magazine, you'd get a digital copy, and then you'd get the one that you ordered the print one in the mail. But I'll post all of that, you know, when I have more information on that and stuff and when it comes um, available. But we're looking at January 2024 right for on. the next um, available issue. Uh, you probably get this question a lot, but do you remember your first tattoo? I do, actually. It's, um, I don't know if I should show you, but it's right here. Okay. It, it says Jesse. That's my uh, firstborn son. I was 16 okay. when I got it. Wow. So, yeah, that was my first tattoo. Got in a lot of trouble <laughs> for all of it. <laughs> I, I got my first tattoo and I never stopped. I mean, I still have a lot, a lot ways to go. Yeah. But I definitely don't want to stop. Yeah, it's like I'm running out of uh, room, so I have to be very selective now of what I'm getting because <laughs> yeah. I'm running out of space. And do you and you tattoo yourself, correct? I do permanent makeup. I oh. do cosmetic tattooing. Yeah. Okay. And uh, when did that come along? Uh, 2016. I've been doing that for seven years now. I also own um, a lower day spa in Fortuna, California. I've been there for seven years now um but i do permanent makeup eyebrows lips eyeliner that kind of thing that's crazy because um i was i was going through your uh your profile and mm -hmm. i was looking at the the one video of um it was i can't you, it looked like you were tattooing your face but it was it was um something for the skin. oh <laughs> the micro needling yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so i wanted to talk about that and um okay um, okay micro needling is a treatment where I use a tip that has a bunch of little needles in it. It creates little micro channels in your skin, like all over the place. And so when you, when you get down to the blood, that's what carries oxygen to the skin. Um, collagen is activated, elastin, everything that helps your skin renew itself is um, done in that because, you know, when you hurt yourself, the wound has to heal. Right. And so it's basically wounding your face so that you can, the, the skin will absorb more serums and like hydrating things. And then after a couple of days, your skin like sheds that top layer of skin. So it's just something that, uh, I don't know, I, every treatment that I do, that I learn, I do on myself first. After I learn it, I do it on myself just so that I know like what it feels like, how it heals how long it takes, you know, all yeah. of those things, because I don't want to go in on work on somebody else without that knowledge. You know, I, I feel like that would be careless of me. And how often does someone, would somebody do that to their, uh, to their skin on their face? Um, it just depends on what you're trying to do. I was, um, the per, I was trying to get rid of these, um, it's called melasma. It's from the sun, the darkening spots from the sun. Mm -hmm. And, but it works for, um, if you have acne scars, if you have stretch marks, if you have, um, uneven tones and, or uneven, uneven texture in your skin, it helps to minimize pores. There's just so many different things that it's good for, you mm -hmm. know? So, and would you be able to use the stretch marks? Would that be able to work on people's stomachs as well? Oh yeah. It, it's the skin is an, an amazing organ. The way it repairs itself and is able to rejuvenate and um, repair is amazing. And so you could easily microneedle in scars 
even scars. And those would, um, it would break up the scar tissue and smooth it out. If you have like pitted acne scars on your face, Mm -hmm. it would rejuvenate those cells. And so it would start to smooth those out. You know, it just has so many uses, so many um, benefits. You said you're based out of, uh, in Humboldt County, correct? Are you Mm -hmm. on the res out there? I am. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And and how big is your guys' res? I always like to ask this question. Nah. It's tiny. It's, it's dope out here. I mean, we got a softball field. We got an entertainment center. Like, it's pretty dope. We're very what? fortunate. We're very, <laughs> we're very, very blessed. Um, but I also have to say that our, um, our founding fathers our founding people they put a lot of work into what we have today they had a really big vision and to see the people over the years try to continue that and build on it and create things for our elders and for our kids like our kids are taken care of our elders are taken care of you know like the sense of community here i I didn't realize what community was until I started going to like the regalia classes here and going to the beating classes and actually getting in there and learning about who my people are, you know, and not just um, being here, but actually who we who we were and who we are and who we are trying to become and where we're going. You know, it's just beautiful. You know, it's it's beautiful. The sun sets here, the sun rises. Like, I mean, it's just gorgeous. I'm really blessed to just be here on this earth on the, at this moment, you know, be talking with people like you, getting this mes- message across to people about just healing, being better, supporting each other, you know, being there for for each other, sharing each other's stuff, like liking it, you know, just doing something to help to help our people be seen, you know, that's really all everyone wants is to be seen and validated. You know, I couldn't agree more. I, about being alive at this moment in time, because I'm about, I'm almost four years sober and for a long time, I didn't think that way. And like, I'm barely starting to think that way. And I just like, I, I just, I couldn't agree more with what you said. Just like, I'm a, I'm very happy to be here at this moment in time. Well, congratulations. I have uh, 13 years this year off of meth. And so I remember those years, those early years, you know, I remember those years. And I look back at a picture of myself that I took like two months before I got locked up. And I keep that picture because that person got me that girl got me to where I am today with the the lessons and the strength that she had at the time you know but it's also a reminder of who I was and who I don't want to ever be again and also how far I've come you know like I own two businesses and I'm happy like I'm legitimately happy you know like then not that's a gift not a lot of people have and i'm very fortunate and i appreciate it and i'm grateful you know like i don't know i don't think i can say that enough you know does it get because you're at 13 years does it continue to stay hard or are you just on that path or that you're on so heavily that you're just like i don't even want to go back or Um, i feel like there's a lot to that because like the first, I'm going to say seven years were really, they were hard. 
I worked at a at the hotel and I was faced with um, finding drugs in hotel rooms and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so being face to face with it like that was really, really hard. Now I still get flashbacks. I still can taste it sometimes. I can still smell it. I can still feel that gross feeling. You know what I mean? Like it's still, those things are still in there. And, um, but instead of seeing them as like triggers or something, it's just a reminder, you know, like I've gone this far and I've able, I've been able to work through all of that before. So why would I let this one thing take me back and strip away everything that I worked so hard for, you know, like, I keep those things in the back of my head, you know, it gets easier because you learn a new way to live. The, the lifestyle is also addicting, you know, the partying, the, I mean, all of that stuff is, is an addiction in itself, you know? And so you have to learn a new way to live, a new way to be a new way to handle things, a new way to carry yourself, a new way to talk, a new way to remind yourself that you're important and that you matter i agree and for a long time coke was my my thing Mm -hmm. and i like i agree it just i was addicted to like just being out there in the in the scene and being on the in the the party and i thought if i quit then i wouldn't have any friends and people wouldn't think i was as cool as i was when i was partying Mm -hmm. but each day each year i get like another year sober and i i like you said having conversations like this and being in in settings like this and taking myself and cutting off people that are doing those things. Cause I just moved back to the res and that's, it's just been like pretty hard living out here because not a lot of people are sober. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's like, that's been hard, but like I've, I'm so far on this. I just want to like interview people like you and, and make connections like that, that sometimes some days it gets hard, but then some days it just, all that stuff is just behind me now, you know? I think it's important to remind yourself that even though these people are still using, they're watching you be sober and it's inspiring them. And I didn't know that until someone reached out to me and told me that. And I didn't even know who this person was, but the message was very clear and it was very heartfelt that my journey and me being open and honest about my journey and sharing it with people gives other people a safe space to also do that. It gives them an opportunity to say that can be done and I want to do it too, you know? And a lot of times that's all people need, you know? Yeah. And just keeping that hope for people, you're that hope, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because I just get bummed sometimes because I want them to be on the same path. But like at the same time, it's just got to be when they're ready, you know? Mm-hmm. I like to ask this question to everybody because it means a little bit something to different to each person. I like to ask, what does decolonize mean to you? Decolonize. <laughs> and because like that word is like also because people have also said this too, is like that word has also been just like used as just like one another hashtag, you know? Mm-hmm. So like you can go that route as well because that's what people have, people have said as well. Decolonize. I feel like to tr- truly decolonize we would have to give up all of the things that make our lives super convenient you know and that's what a couple of people have said too you know and uh and that's okay but we also have 
to understand that every human being just deserves to be loved and they deserve to be seen. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter, you know, where you're from. And the more we try to say this message, spread this message, live this message, that's going to bring our ways back because we weren't meant to live like this. You know, we weren't meant to work all day for somebody else and go home and be miserable. You know what I mean? I feel like families that are teaching their children their language and their traditions, that's decolonizing. Parents that are are gentle parenting their children and including them and teaching them instead of telling them and yelling at them, that's decolonizing. Sharing space with people and sharing our story and sharing love and sharing our healing through art through and expression, that's decolonizing to me. And I'm going to continue to do that, you know? I'm going to continue to wear my moccasins in public and do ceremony, you know, and include the more we are seen, we're decolonizing. The more we embrace ourselves and our traditions and our culture and just us, you know, we're decolonizing. Yeah, and I agree about the, I don't have any kids or anything, but I do have a lot of little cousins and nieces and nephews. And I know growing up, my uncles were like father figures and and they were a little rough, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I do I do agree with that more of a gentle parenting because because when we when we grew up is a little bit a little bit different, you know, and um, mm-hmm. you know, like it wasn't bad, and I, I definitely like had a good good upbringing, but at the same time, there were certain certain things that I feel like should have been gone about a different way. Mm-hmm. For sure, I feel the same way. I have six kids, and they're all young adults now, adults and young adults. And I raised them, you know, I was not a good mom. You know, I was doing drugs. I was doing all this other stuff. And I was not, I was, did not give the best, give them the best environment, you know. And now I have a granddaughter and being able to learn from her, you know, like teaching her through including her and playing with her and just like being a part of her life instead of telling her to do something like let's do this or, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I wish I would have had that knowledge way back then when I was raising my other kids, you know? And now that I'm like able to be a part of my granddaughter's life, like all the time, you know, it's like, it's very like educational. I'm like, Oh, that's what I did wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, okay. I could have gone about it this way and would have had a completely different outcome, you know, but I mean, we, we learn. Absolutely. And is, uh, is language that something that you, you, you are picking up as well, or is that something that you had from the past? Language. Um, language is something that I'm very interested in. Is it something that I have put a lot of effort into? No, it's not. And it's definitely, you know, it's definitely something that I want to learn. And I feel that I will learn when I'm ready to learn it, when I'm ready to use it, when when I'm ready. So I try not to beat myself up about it. You know, I can only learn 
so many things in one day. (laughs) You know, like I've got a lot of things on my plate, you know what I mean? And so um, I don't want to use that as an excuse because it's not, but it will be something that I do learn in the future. Yes. It's, it's, I, I, like, I know little words here and there. I definitely can't say a full sentence, but Mm -hmm. like, I, it gets frustrating because like, there's certain ways your throat has to go and certain ways that you have to say the words. And my mom would be like, you're not saying that right. Mm-hmm. You have to say it with a certain this, a certain that. Mm-hmm. So like still learning all those like ways to say it is like, it's pretty, it takes patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it really like, does. Like I, said, I, have, I, have, I personally myself haven't put, put the time in. You know, we learn things when we're ready though. You know, I mean, we just we learn things when our mind and our heart is ready to absorb it. And we can't make that time when we want it. You know, it just happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to uh, gear back towards the magazine. Um, mm-hmm. And it's probably probably pretty, pretty hard to like uh, pinpoint. But has there any been there any artists that stand out to you in, since you guys started it? And I'm sure there is probably one in each 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 ma- each magazine that you guys put out. But well, I am going to shout out my girl Juliana. She owns Indigenous uh, Tattoo in Hopland. Um, she does all of my work, so I'm going to say her. Okay. Because yeah. yeah, I've known her for dang like over ten years, and just watching her grow and all of the work that she's put into her shop and seeing her work over the years I mean it's just you know she's an incredible woman and she deserves like everything good coming to her you know so yeah I'm gonna say her because she was in she's in a number of them (laughs) she's in a number of them but I mean she's an awesome human being you know so it was uh I don't know I just I want to just promote people that are trying you know they're striving they're they're just they're just trying freaking try you yeah. know i definitely want to get tattooed by her um i i had her on a while back and she's just amazing artist it's all around not even just tattoo art art you know what mm-hmm. i mean she does jewelry she does regalia she does all that stuff so just like mm-hmm. the amount of like just like creativity that comes out of, out of her is amazing seriously so and, yeah um, it's wild, yeah. Is there any artist that you want to get tattooed by that you haven't been tattooed by yet? I am going to get tattooed by Ray Gray. Um, I think in January is what we agreed on. I'm going to go down there and um, get tattooed by him. But yeah, he does phenomenal watercolor work. He's been in the business for a long time. Cool. Is there, like, obviously you just mentioned Julina's uh, tattoo shop and she's a native uh, tattoo owner. Is there many tattoo shops owned by natives in California? As far as I know, I think about three of them off the top of my head. I don't know the names of them, but um, I know Marcos Ochoa is one of them. Bobby Cruz is another one. And there's one in LA. I can't think of what his name is off the top of my head. Yeah, because I, I still I'm, I've been yet to have been tattooed by a, a, a native a tattoo artist. So I definitely want to reach out. I, I definitely I think Juliana should be my first one just because I interviewed her. I think it'd be super awesome. I want to get her to do my uh, the burn the wagon logo. Mm, yeah. So that'd be really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
One thing I wanted to ask you earlier, you were talking about regalia. Um, for your guys' dances, is it, I don't know if you're familiar with, with the uh, pomo, but is it, is it feather dances too? Are they no like a feather cape? Oh, okay. I was just, I'm just no. like very curious on different people's regalia. Oh, no, it's, it's uh, different. Ours has a lot of shells and pine nuts um, on it, but the men's is a little different. And like I said, I'm just, I'm still learning yeah. a lot, you know, so I'm not really uh, familiar with a lot of the things now. I'm just, um, I'm barely learning. Like this is the first year that I put a lot of time and, and energy and effort into making sure I'm going to ceremony all the time, making sure I'm working on my dress, you know, making sure I'm doing what I need to do so that I'm living in a good way and not so it's a lot it, it, yeah absolutely i mean a lot goes into making these things too because i'm the same boat like i like i said i'm barely a, almost four years sober i was running the streets run was not caring about any of this stuff didn't care about a regalia didn't care about going to ceremony didn't care about none of that didn't care about staying sober for more than 24 hours to go to a uh, ceremony so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm definitely in the same boat of just like learning all this stuff and like keeping all this stuff safe um, doing the right protocols, learning the right way. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of rules that go into it, but, you know, I really want to be able to follow those and, and follow tradition. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, is, is there any any topics that are really going on in your life that you want to bring up or any events that you're going to be coming, going to or promoting? Obviously, you just promoted the, the magazine that's going to be coming out in 2024. Mm -hmm. Or, or any other shout-outs like you did to Julina that you want to bring up? Or, yeah, just any other topics that I haven't brought up so far? I can't think of anything right now. I think we covered just about everything. No, I can't think of anything. <laughs> cool. I really, I really appreciate you coming on and really speaking your truth, honestly, because it's, it's a lot to be able to to get those things and say them on a, on a podcast, on an Instagram live. And a couple of people in here were thanking you. Like, so somebody right here, thank you for your honesty. Um, so that means a lot to people and, and not a lot of people are willing to be out there and be vulnerable like that. And I, and it's, it's scary, you know, to, to tell people about these things, about your sobriety and the journey of, of where you, where you were and where you came. Yeah. Well, you know, thank you for that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, for the first couple of years, it was like, dang, you know, you don't really want to say anything because you don't want people to look at you different. You don't want people to think a certain way about you, you know, and now it's like, I know who I am. No one can tell me who I am. Mm -hmm. I know who I am, you know, and if my story and my truth can help somebody else or even give them hope, you know, that life can get better then that's my purpose you know yeah i agree and once i was honest with myself like once i told myself out loud like i i'm an alcoholic you know i'm a drug addict and mm -hmm. those things once i heard those things and they finally things started finally moving forward and i was being able to be honest with myself and say mm -hmm. say these things to myself so yeah i, I really yeah, think that I, I, and i and i look forward to anything that is coming out the magazine that's coming out um and anything else that you do, and, uh, and I, I wish you the best of luck and everything. You Thank know. you so much. I appreciate that. And I appreciate this connection. Um, hands, hands made the connection. Um, yeah, he's beautiful. pretty dope. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful man doing beautiful things yeah. for, the, for the community. 
and all of us making connections like this and being able to have conversations like this is amazing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. And have a good rest of your night. Thanks. You too. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and if you have any questions or want to collaborate, our email is burnthewagon1492 at gmail.com.